you have any questions about that? Okay. All right, Judges chapter 14. We're almost done with Nederland. Uh, we're coming down to the tail end of it, and uh, we're working our way. Um, we're, we're on uh, that side of the tracks on, I think, 8th or 9th Street and coming this way, and then we'll make our way all the way down um, on the other side of Nederland Avenue. So we're, we're getting there. Uh, we're almost done. I hope to have it done shortly. So, Judges chapter 14, does anybody need a paper? Anybody need a paper? It's the same lesson as last week, but I don't know if you brought them or kept them with you. Alyssa, you got it? Mama has them. Judges 14, we talked about the riddle that Samson set forth and how he set forth this uh, and uh, how, yeah, honestly, the, the, what he did was wrong. He shouldn't have been doing it. Um, he was doing something he shouldn't have done. But if you look here in the verses that we're going to look at tonight, in verses, uh, well, what was the riddle? We never talked about that. What was the riddle that he put forth? And uh, we're going to read that tonight. Yeah, what was that riddle? He did set forth a riddle, but let's look at that riddle tonight, okay? All right. Anybody else? Got it all, Alyssa? Thank you, babe. Uh, Judges 14, let's begin reading in verse number 14. This is going to talk about the riddle. All right? Uh, They say, put forth that riddle, verse number 13, and he says, okay, here it goes. And he said unto them, out of the eater came forth meat, and out of the strong came forth sweetness. And they could not in three days expound the riddle, and it came to pass on the seventh day that they said unto Samson's wife, Entice thy husband, that he may declare unto us the riddle, lest we burn thee and thy father's house with fire. Have ye called us to take that we have? Is it not so? And Samson's wife wept before him and said, Thou dost but hate me, and, and, and lovest me not, that thou hast put forth a riddle unto the children of my people, and hast not told it to, of me, told it me. And he said unto her, Behold, I have not told it to my, I have not told it my father, nor my mother, and shall I tell it to thee? And she wept before him uh, the seven days. And while their feast lasted, it came to pass on the seventh day that he told her because she lay sore on him and she told and she told the riddle to the children of her people. Now, verse 18. And the men of the city said unto him, went back to Samson, and they told him the answer to the riddle. And before the sun went down, what is sweeter than honey, and what is stronger than a lion? And he said unto them, If ye have not plowed with my heifer, ye have not found out my riddle. Now, don't plow with his heifer. (laughs) Now, can you imagine saying that about your wife? Don't you dare plow with my heifer. That's what he was referring to. Boy, oh boy, you'd be sleeping on the couch for a month, bud. You talk about your wife being a heifer now. Uh, What in the world? Look at this. This is, we looked at the setting forth, and now let's look at the seducing that takes place. Samson's wife uh, immediately, look in verse number 15, 
uh, entice thy husband, lest we burn thee. And uh, then in verse number 16, uh, Samson's wife wept before him. So I, I mean, really think about this. Now, I do understand why she did seduce him, if you will, or entice him to tell. Because she was really scared for her life. But at the same note, she was married to Samson. So should she have been scared for her life? No. Samson had the power to destroy these Philistines, much like Samson had the power to overcome what they was going to throw at him. But still, she thought in her mind that she needed to seduce him or entice him, if you will. And so she comes to Samson and she begins to cry. <laughs> Samson, please, I mean, tell me. I mean, that's, she was beginning to get her way. Have you noticed that with children sometimes, they, when they want their way, what do they do? They cry. Have you ever noticed that sometimes when grown-ups don't get their way, they cry? And it may not be a physical cry like a baby does, but there you can see an adult will begin to cry. Uh, it may not be the cry of tears down the face, but it may be the cry of, Give it to me! You've never had children do that before. I had it first. Give it to me. Right? That's the cry I'm talking about. Now, I don't know if, that, if it was the physical cry, the tears running down the cheek, or was it the cry that she just kept hollering at Samson? Please tell me, please tell me. Would you please tell me? Please tell me the riddle. Do you really think that Samson's wife was scared for her life? I mean, I know that we're just completely guessing, okay? The Bible doesn't tell us that she was scared, and that's why she asked. But in my mind, that, that would make sense why she would ask. Right? Or do you, think that there was, do you think that it was something more than just being scared for her life? Do you think that she really wanted to seduce him and really wanted to get at him because he was the enemy? I mean, the Philistines were superior, and Israelites were down here because they served the Philistines. So do you, in your mind, I, now I'm, again, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know that either one of them is true, but I'm just thinking about, would, as a Philistine woman, would she really be, would she really want to make Samson happy? Would she really want to try to trap Samson? Would she really want to try to get him to tell all his secrets so that she can you know, attack him and the Philistines would win and Philistines would have the upper hand. I mean, it makes you wonder what was her motive. Was it, didn't they offer her some coins to find out? Well, let's see. What does it say in verse, what does it say in verse uh, 15? <clears throat> Entice thy husband that we may, that we, he may declare unto us the riddle lest we burn thee. So he, they offer her to be killed if she doesn't. So, I mean, and that's a legitimate reason to try to get Samson to tell the riddle. Right? Yeah. I don't think she may have not loved him to begin with. She's trying to play with Emotions. 
I, I really don't know. I, I'm at a quant. I really don't understand why all this took place. Because even at the beginning, why did even Samson set forth the riddle? The, uh, why was he gambling with this? But, I, but again, I think it goes back to the greed that we talked about last week because he wanted, he wanted those 30 pieces of clothing. Okay, so that was the deal. If you can guess my riddle, um, then I have to give you 30 pieces of clothing. But if, but if you don't guess my riddle, I get 30 pieces of clothing. So, you know, was it truly the right thing for Samson to do? Absolutely not. But if I look at it, why, why do you think that she was, why do you think that she was going to give that answer to them? Was it because she was completely scared for her life? I would say that's a completely legitimate reason why. If you're scared that someone's going to kill you, you're going to do everything you can to stop that from happening. But again, Samson was one of the strongest, was probably one of the world's strongest men at the time. So what was she scared of? She should have been scared of him. Not only do you see that she wept before him, but look what else she does. Look in, uh, uh, what is that, verse uh, 16. Okay, so she, she, uh, she weeps before him, but then she also says, dost thou hate me? Look, woman, we're getting ready to get married. I mean, we're married. And you're telling me that, that, that you, I hate you? Like, throw it in his face. You, you hate me. You don't even love me. That's why you won't tell me about your secret, because you don't even love me. I mean, that's what she was doing. Huh? Whining, crying. Why? Why? Do it. <laughs> why? Why would she do this? Trying to get her way. She wanted to manipulate the situation. Whether it was because she was scared for her life or whether it was that she wanted to do away with Samson, I don't know. But ultimately, she, she deceived him. She was lying to him, manipulating. You don't love me. That's why you need to tell me. Look, manipulation is hurtful to relationships. If, if one spouse manipulates the other spouse, it hurts. And when you have children, uh, children are the, are the easiest. Well, go ask mom. Mama say something. Well, go ask dad. Well, did, did you ask mom? But they won't tell you whether they asked mom or not because they want to manipulate the situation. And what Samson's wife was doing, well, she was manipulating him. Well, you don't love me, do you? You know, I've heard that and, and, and seen, I've heard of this taking place in young people's, married, uh, young people's uh, relationships. Well, if you love me, you'll do this. It's not true. And what they're trying to do is just trying to manipulate the situation, much like Samson's wife. I mean, what do you think? What, what is your honest opinion? Or do you think I'm completely off base? Because no, no. Samson wasn't there when, when they made this offer to her. Right. And Samson wasn't there all the time. 
Right. So they could, if, if she hadn't got it, they could have Oh, absolutely. Flamed her and then flamed the father's house. Oh, yeah. So she may not be his kid. Yeah. But who? I wouldn't have. First thing that she should have done is run to Samson and say, look, these dudes said they're going to burn me. How about, how about uh, making sure they don't? I think Samson would have went down and burned him. <laughs> it doesn't make sense at, at all. Not only do you see in, in verse number 16 that she she wept and then she lied, but then, or she, you know, using, don't you love me? And then she says, uh, thou hast put forth a riddle unto the children of my people and thou hast not told it. But look in verse number uh, look in that same verse. He said, and she said, and he said unto her, Behold, I have, I have not told it to my father nor my mother. And shall I tell thee? Look, woman, I've not even told my mom and dad. So Samson was telling a riddle in which he didn't tell anybody. It wasn't like he was truly hiding. Yes, he was hiding the secret from his wife, but he was hiding it from everybody. If you don't want something to be found out, don't tell anybody. Uh, once you tell somebody, it is no longer a secret. And if you tell the wrong person, it definitely is not a secret because everybody will know. It, it, there, there are some people that you know that if you want everybody to know, just tell them. And they'll make sure that everybody finds out. <laughs> Don't you dare. Don't you dare tell nobody. But think about this. Okay, so she's supposed to love Samson. She is supposed to adore him, right? They're getting married. They're, they're married. Um, so she's weeping. She's, you know, manipulating the situation. In my opinion, love me. Don't you love me? And then he says, I have not even told nobody. And she began to weep. Bible says in verse number 17, she wept before him the, how many days? Seven days. So she wept before him, nagging him until he told her the riddle. Now, what does she do the moment she finds out the riddle? She runs down the street. All right, hold on, Samson. I'll be right back. I got to go tell some. I got to go. I'll be right back. What do you, how do you think that conversation went? Hold on, Samson. I got to run down the way. It wasn't like she could just pick up the phone and text them, you know? I mean, she couldn't call the phone. She had to go find those 30 men. She had to go find the guy in charge and tell. Yeah, yeah, she probably got in her Escalade, you know, and rode down there. Yeah, probably so. She had to go find them. It wasn't like she, she had, you know, knew, knew, I mean, she might have known where they might have lived or where they were at, but ultimately she had to leave the house that where she was in and run down the street and find this man and tell him. So not only did she, she was weeping and she manipulated. When she found the truth, she went and told her Philistine friends immediately. Hey, the answer to the riddle is, it's about the lion. And that's what Samson was talking about, the, the, that being sweet and all of that about the lion that he took the honey out of. Look. She seduced him. She got the answer. She, she ratted him out. Now, now, 
Okay, now I know, we know the end of the story, right? What happens at the end of the story? What happens to Delilah? What does Delilah do? Does not Delilah do this exact same thing to Samson? Does he not learn? He, this exact same scenario basically takes place uh, later in, in Samson's life. Exact, uh, almost down to the detail of what takes place. Well, except for they cut his hair and they basically get rid of him. Samson's weakness was women. <laughs> it was women. And being rebellious to God. And women knew it. And they did know it. And they did know it. That's right. Now, <clears throat> we look at the setting forth, the seducing, but lastly, let's look at the, the spoil, if you will, the, the end, the consequences, the, the ending of this all. But verse number 19, what happens? And uh, so, verse 18, they tell the riddle. What is sweeter than honey and what is stronger than a lion? That was the riddle, which I don't even understand all those all that part of the riddle. But anyway, so we jump down to verse 19. Um, he says, and the Bible says, and the spirit of the Lord came upon him and he went down to Ashkelon and slew 30 men of them and took their spoil and gave change of garments unto them, which expounded the riddle and his anger was kindled and he went up to his father's house, but Samson's wife was given to his companion whom he had used as his friend. You know what he just did? He just gave his wife away. <laughs> what in the world? Samson's got so many things going on here I don't understand. Samson tells the riddle. They take the riddle. He gets mad because they find out the riddle. It was his fault for opening his mouth. But he's mad at his wife. He's mad at those men. And so what he does, the Bible says, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. Now, understand, why, why do you think, and now I'll give you my thought and then I'll let you, what you think. The Bible says, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. And he went down there and he, and he killed 30 men of the Philistines. He took their clothes and he brought them back and gave those 30 men those change of garments. Why do you think that the Bible would say that the Spirit of the Lord came upon him? Well, the Bible teaches us in Judges, I think Judges 13, verse 15, and Samson began to deliver Israel. God's ultimate goal by putting Samson in that position was to deliver Israel from the Philistines. And so Samson was, he was rebellious. He was, uh, he was not a godly person. He was not someone who followed the Lord. And so there were times when the Lord would come upon him and then he would carry out judgment to the Philistines because ultimately Jesus or God wanted to carry out his goal. His goal was to judge the Philistines, to overtake them, to deliver the children of Israel from the Philistines. Ultimately, that was his goal. And so that's my, that's my thought, is why, that's why the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. It's because God still needed to carry out his duty of delivering the children of Israel from the Philistines using truly an unclean vessel. Samson comes back, throws his clothes to those guys, and then he says, bye, wife, I'm leaving you. I'm giving you back. I'll give you to my friend. You can have her. Bye. Well, that's pretty rough. Why? <laughs> 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 
Hey, chapter 15 don't get any better. I'm just telling you. Look, I I was reading about that. He goes back to go go get his wife. And that's a whole other story. But but, uh, look, anyway, what do you think? What do you think about that? Why, Why? 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 Why does he let all of that anger him about his wife telling on him? Uh, killing those men when he could have very easily done anything different, but he went down there, killed those men, took their clothes, and brought them back to the Philistines to fulfill his part of the gamble, his part of the of his he bet, should, if you will. Should have knocked his wife off. <laughs> 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 I mean, God him to kill thirty people. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> He, he was bad, bad to the bone. <laughs> but he was hanging around bad company, too. Yeah, he was. Those, yeah, those yeah. women were terrible. But he liked them. That's right. He made the deal. <laughs> he made the deal. He liked them. <laughs> <laughs> he liked them kind of women. <laughs> yeah. He was a strong, weak man. That's it. That's it. What was you going to say? Anybody? It was. It ultimately, that's right. Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. Even though Samson did not follow God's plan. And again, I've said this, I've said it once. I know I've said it at the beginning of the lessons when we started going through the life of Samson. Truly, Samson had unbelievable potential. I mean, strong. He could have went down there and killed all those Philistines and delivered them on when he turned 21. I mean, whatever, whatever. I, I say 21. When he turned 25, he could have went down there and killed every one of them, delivered the, delivered the Israelites and ruled and reigned as an awesome judge for God. But he didn't because he allowed the weaknesses of his life to determine what happened in his life. Because here it is in Judges 14, this woman ruins him. And again, just a couple chapters later, Delilah does it all over again. And so, but we can't, and, that, and that's the lesson in, in this story, is we can't allow our weaknesses to become our strong points. See, Samson's strong point in his life was the fact that he was weak. When it could have been is that he was strong. Truly getting down to the point. Any other thoughts or questions? And that's so important, Brother Alfred, is you've got to keep the right people. That's right. Bible talks about iron, sharpening iron, making sure that you're around people that sharpen you, make sure you read books that sharpen you, watch TV, all that kind of stuff that sharpens you and makes you better for Christ and not, not the other way. Yes, sir. That's right. Amen. Yep. That was his kind of woman. 
<laughs> Makes no sense, does it? This kind of woman. But that's evil. That's sin in his body. That's it's sin. The devil. That's that weakness. That's the weakness. That's the weakness. That's, 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 that's nothing more than sin. That's right. That's and, if, and if we're honest, we all have that weakness mm-hmm. somewhere mm-hmm. in our life. And everybody's weakness is different. But does our weakness overcome all the goodness? Honestly, and I man, I I don't know, but honestly, I never realized how wicked Samson was until studying this story out. Truly, Samson was not someone who followed God at all. But you know, I only see one weakness in it, and that was women. Yeah, I know that. He was sound, he was strong, I, and I think he wasn't a dummy. He was smart, but you know, it's like Adam. Adam had Eve entice him. Yeah. And here's old uh, Samson comes along, and his his weakness was women. Doesn't say he drank. He didn't say other things. I don't know if he had a job or not. He had a chance to deliver all those people and he let that weakness of specifically women to hurt him. Chasing the wrong person. And truly, I mean, you've probably seen it in your Christian life. You've watched young people who were in church and headed down the right path and they met the wrong person. And now they don't even go to church anymore. I've seen it take place. You know, the devil knows our weaknesses. He does know them. And he knows, he knows how to attack you. Yes, he, he does. Knows how to attack churches, too. Yes, he does. What their weakness is. Yes, sir. On the leadership. He knows what, what would, would uh, cause problems. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. He sure does. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. That's why we need to be vigilant and ready, and we have an adversary that doesn't want to see us succeed, that wants to see us fail, that wants to see us mess up. That's what he wants. He desires for that. We do need to be strong. Let's turn the subject a little bit. Did anybody see the news right before you came, the national news? The Pope declared that homosexuality is a part of life just like God intended it to be. And he says it's right. And he says these places, you know, some states have rules or cities have mm. rules against it. And he suggested they go back and change the rules. Wow. I, I mean, it was so explicit tonight, the stand that he was taking against what God has laid down. Wow. Man at one moment till it was really, uh, mm. my breath, because I just... We heard it right before we came to wow. church. Mm-hmm. And making a nationwide statement like that, what does that throw out to no. people? You know, that's the importance of just sticking to the old book, you know. Amen. You know, it doesn't matter who's who says what, you know. Yes. You know, it's we've got to stick to the old book. Mm. All right. Any other thoughts or questions? We sure need to pray for that. Amen. Pray for our country. He also made the comment that, if you, that abortions are, this was a few years ago, that if you have one, it's okay. You're forgiven. Yeah. 
And the drifting away of, from against from the Bible, you know that's you know truly truly, I mean, and and that's the other thing too is everything that we believe and teach ought to be from that Bible. You know, man's opinion is not stronger than that Bible. If I disagree with the Bible, I'm wrong. You know, I don't care what 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 subject it is. If I disagree with that black book. I'm wrong, and that black book is still right. Yeah, that's right. Oh, it has a big impact. And yes, sir. I, on national TV tonight. Mm, mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And that's the ploy. I heard a preacher say, if it ever was right, it's still right. And if it ever was wrong, it's still wrong. It doesn't matter if we jump into the future a hundred years, it's still wrong. It's still against the Bible, you know, whether people agree with it or not, you know, that's, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You can be the only guy believing that black book. Go ahead. Cause you've got to be right. You need to be right and stand on that black book. Stand in that precious Holy Bible. Amen. Well, we need to change that. That's right. (laughs) Hey, one day, one day we won't be in the minority. He'll blow that trumpet. We'll all get to heaven. We he won't. We won't be in the minority. We'll be in the majority up there, huh? Amen. Amen. That's right. Broad is the way to destruction, and narrow is the way that leads. And they, you know. People, it's, it's not uh, shocking for somebody to say, I don't believe in hell and hell. Oh, it's it's not. not shocking at all. Because yeah. it, it, Jesus predicted that. A lot of people are not going to you know, believe that there's no heaven or hell. Right. They just drop dead and fall off in the grave, you know. Yep. Yeah, their life is only here. Right, right. A lot of people believe that. Yeah. And sadly enough. People are drifting away from the Bible. That's, and that is the importance of making sure that you go home and you study your Bible and make sure that what I'm telling you is the truth. And don't just believe it for your, believe it because I said it. Because that's, that's not the way it should be. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I love you. Thank you for tonight. I pray that you bless us as we go back.